welcome to the very first episode of Elmer's World, where we're coming at you live from the 506. It's your boy, Elmer and Mo. You know how we about to do it. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in with us for the very first episode. Uh, doing this podcast has been something that we've been wanting to do for such a long time now, but neither of us had the time nor the energy to really commit to something like this. And then things really just took off in like the past four days. We actually recorded an interview with Justin Diamond yesterday, which you're about to hear in a little bit. Shout out to my boy, JD. Damn, yeah, that dude, honestly, we had a, we had like a real, uh, so what we did was we had like a, um, 18 minutes of recorded interview and then we turned all the mics off. We were just sitting there, just like chopping up with him. And I feel like we just had better content in like after the mics were off than when they were on, which is really disappointing for you guys. But we talked about a lot of, a lot of real stuff after those mics turned off. And man, I have so much like new respect for that kid. Definitely. Kids are definitely a hustler. He's uh he's really doing making the most out of his freshman year at GW for sure. Yeah, this kid's an absolute legend. But um today on the show we're gonna be talking about just a couple uh topics and then we'll be switching over to Justin. Um so let's dive right into it. Obviously the biggest thing in the news this week has been uh the death of Nipsey Hustle, which I gotta say, like of all the rappers that have died like in our time alive, this one hurts the most. Honestly, I totally agree. Um Nipsey was definitely a very underrated MC. Um, I think that, especially now, I think people have started listening to his music a lot more. His sales are actually up 2,776%, which is ridiculous, but, um, gladly he owns the masters to all his, all his music. So everything is going to the, to back to his family. Um, but he's such an underrated MC and even more so, I think he did so much for the community. Yeah, exactly. I feel like with, with gang-related incidents, I mean, there's always just this unspoken respect for people that are giving back to the community and people who have, like, kind of left the gang life behind. So it's so, so shocking to see that he was, you know, shot in broad daylight on his own turf. Um, and what really disappointed me the most is, like, right after he died, it was, like, a couple hours. It only took a couple hours for people to start posting, like, the conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and all that. And that really pissed me off because, you know, he was he's only been dead for, like, an hour. And, like, you really have nothing better to do than... Uh, to like talk about these just stupid conspiracy theories with like Dr. Sebi and like all this nonsense. A lot of that came stemmed from that people really thought that because he was making that movie on Dr. Sebi that that's why he was shot. Yeah, and I saw uh, Nick Cannon just picked up the documentary now, which why Nick Cannon? But <laughs> of all people, Nick Cannon. But I think definitely, I feel like when artists die, especially with the Nipsey Hustle case, like people really just tend to hop on what's hot. And they take it as like, oh yeah, like he's he's gone now, and I I feel like I should just get involved and say something. But you think you think Nick Cannon did it to try to revitalize his career? Uh, ooh, hot take, definitely for sure. Nick Cannon, honestly, nobody really cares about Nick Cannon right now, and I think like I don't know if he'll revitalize his career, but I don't think he didn't need to do that. I don't think it's helping Nipsey's legacy in any way or his own. I don't know what that has to do with anything for real. And, and it's been great to see kind of all the, the athletes and public figures that have been paying their tribute to Nip. Yeah, for a sure. lot of NBA players, uh, sure. you know, writing it on their sneakers mm-hmm. and playing it in the arenas. Um, like a lot of rappers spoke out um, today and yesterday. So it's been good. It's been really nice to see that from the community. Just to give you guys like a little bit of idea, like how respected Nipsey actually was. I just recently saw a tweet from the LAPD. And you guys know about the history between LAPD and rap music. And they said that they were shocked that he he was the one who got killed because he was a member of the community that was trying to help out. 
This was from the police sheriff of the LAPD. Like this man had so much respect that the police were coming out with statements about him. And that's just something that I think is so overlooked about his legacy. Like this man was an absolute legend. Yeah. And it's such a shame because he's leaving behind his wife and two Mm -hmm. kids. Um, But, you know, prayers out to his family. And moving on into the next topic, let's talk about Cardi B. Um, B. I think it was last week um, uh, someone dug up an old interview where she said that uh, back in her stripper days, she used to um, take people back to their hotels and drug them and rob them. And it's very surprising to see how people have reacted to that versus, you know, all these other high profile, uh, you know, allegations against celebrities. You know, if you think R. Kelly and uh, Michael Jackson, especially like from the recent uh, month, just those, the three of them. And then I saw on Facebook, people are like, honestly, justifying Cardi's acts uh, and saying that, oh, like sex workers don't get a lot of rights. And, you know, we totally understand why she would do it. And maybe we should be doing more to protect sex workers and like, give them a better life. But at the end of the day, it doesn't take away from what she did. And I would have expected to see the same kind of, you know, the same kind of legal action taken against her. I mean, I love Cardi. I think she's great. And I don't blame her for, I also don't blame her for doing what she did. You know, when times are tough, you got to do what you got to do. But it doesn't take away from, you know, the criminality of what she did. Exactly. I feel like with Cardi B and with like how pop culture really is right now, especially with her specifically as a public figure, I think a lot of people take what she says kind of like as a joke. Like when they see her on Instagram, they don't really take it as seriously. Um, when, like you said, like with, with Michael Jackson, with R. Kelly, like everything really popped off and people really didn't have that same energy going in with this. And I'm not really sure as to where that double standard is really coming from. Um, but, you know, people seem to have brushed it off already. Like nobody even talks about it anymore. Like it just Exactly. Happened. I think I haven't heard anyone talk about it recently. Yeah. Nobody even says anything about how Cardi B said that. They're just kind of like, oh, like it happened. Cardi said it, whatever. I totally agree that we do need to do more to protect sex workers and that their lives are extremely tough. But I think there should be more done about the criminality of her situation. I don't think it should be overlooked as it was. And it really shows how untouchable Cardi B is right now. Really? We all knew, we all knew she's been putting out number ones and you know the Grammys. And but now, like just the fact that she was able to just dodge this bullet, I mean, she's the king of rap right now. For I mean, real. male, female, like whatever. I really she think is, she's killing it right now. She's really killing it, queen of New York, man. She's she's in there in the rap game for sure. Um, can't really say much more about her. You know, she's been putting out number one hits. She got the Grammy, which honestly I was a little surprised about. I'm not gonna lie. I I don't know if I think that album deserved the Grammy, but still, no hate. Congrats to her about that. Um, but I think, you know, she's doing great. She's doing her thing. Yeah, and like we can't hate on her hustle like that. All right. So we're going to switch things over to our interview with Justin Diamond. And for those of you who don't know who he is, he launched a campaign for student body president on the meme page two days before the start of the election. And he ended up winning 27% of the popular vote, which means that he will be going off against SJ Matthews in a runoff election, which would be today on the day that this uh, episode drops. And just as a disclaimer, having Justin on our show doesn't mean that we endorse his campaign or his policies in any way. We just want to chop it up with him and pick his brain a little bit because we think he's an interesting guy. So without further ado, here's Justin. Very distinguished guest on the program tonight. Justin Diamond is here in the studio with us. Hey, 
Justin. Hello. Justin, like, how are you doing, my man? How's the campaign trail treating you? Um, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. It's been a fu- uh, fun week. Uh, you know, it, it gets rough near the end. What's the game plan like now? Now that you've gone from the writing candidate to an official, like, on-the-ballot candidate? Well, I'm apparently not official enough for a headshot. Or a <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, oh, we were talking about this before. Yeah. Uh, explain this to us. All right, so, well, the JEC uh, ruled that they're not going to give me a, the chance to submit a headshot or ballot text despite the fact that I'm on the ballot, uh, you know. Oh, my God. That is that is only because you're a write-in candidate? Yeah. Really? That's, that's why. It's because I won via write-in. So it doesn't matter that I won. It matters that I didn't go through the, the, the way the JEC wanted me to. So are they doing it just to spite you? Uh, probably. Because I'm not <laughs> wow. registered with them. Is that, is that going to really have an effect on, on your chances here? Uh, I, I think so. Really? Yeah, I, I think so. But, uh, you know, I'm, my hopes are still high. Well, I, my main question was... We saw that your campaign really started on the meme page. Yeah. And I yeah. really wanted to know, where did you get this idea from? Because this is a master game plan, especially for GW right now. I want to know, what were you thinking? What's up with that? Uh, I was thinking I need traction. And uh, if you're going to get traction, there's no better place to do it than the internet. Uh, and if you go viral, you go viral. And quite frankly, I think uh, in the least braggadocious way possible, I kind of have an affinity for it. Okay. Like, people like memeing me. <laughs> I do. I have to say, I was about to say, you have a, you're a very memeable person. I'm a memeable guy. <laughs> I'll admit, I'm a memeable guy. But uh, at the same time, I also got the platform behind it. So, um, so I saw on Facebook this morning you dropped uh, a little reference to the Reformation here. Well, yeah, Martin yeah, Luther, yeah. sixteen theses. Explain, Ooh. explain what uh, yeah, what yeah. came behind this. So I originally wanted to put a nail in the essay's door, <laughs> in their office door, but I had people talk me down from the idea. Because they're like, oh, you can't damage school property. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that constitutes postering under JEC bylaws. And, you know, I can't violate bylaws. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, I got to so, say, a good, team, a good team is one that holds you down. Yeah, yeah so, so I, I don't know. Someone, someone say the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> someone say I should, I should go out swinging, right? Uh, but, uh, you know, so I, I just nailed it to a, a board that I taped to a wall so I wouldn't damage the wall because the wall's not mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But, um, you know, it was definitely fun uh, compiling the complaints, especially considering they're from some juicy insiders who you'd think would otherwise be fans of the essay. Ooh. Yeah, speak, how, did you, how did you compile these, um, these anonymous users? Um, so it was a mixture of just individual meetings. I asked everyone basically like, hey, uh, I'm going to write some stuff down. I'm not going to write down who said it. Like, I know who said all of these things, but because I know some of these people are high profile. And like they're they're in the essay, a lot of them. Uh oh, insider the tea, information. The tea is hot and, today. Uh, and uh, and I I had to be sure that I uh, I keep it on the down low. But you know, like everything I say is on the record. Uh, basically, I say like there's not anything I really don't keep on the record. And uh, the only things that are off the record are things that people told me to, you know, put aside for them. So that was that that was the theses. Most of them, yeah, they were all like anonymous submissions. So what's your what's your game plan looking like for the rest of the week? Um, I've had a good week of policy where I've been pushing the fact that I'm a serious candidate for a good few days now. And I think I just want to get back to having a good time in the last 24-hour stretch. So I'm going to enjoy it. Do you think being uh, that your can- your campaign started on the meme page, do you think that that's a reason why people don't think you're a legitimate campaign uh, candidate? Yeah, at first that definitely took a toll. Uh, now you'll see people are getting like politically defensive, so they're starting to realize that it's very real. Uh mm-hmm. 
which is why people are like upset that others are giving me a platform. Uh, you know, stories are being pulled uh, from people who are like accused of being like you know biased or this or that. So um, it's definitely picking up uh, picking up steam politically. But I want to gain back the meme steam. <laughs> meme steam. So that's what I'm doing tonight. I'm, I'm bringing <laughs> back the meme steam. Back on a campaign. Yeah. Bringing back the meme steam via live stream. Whoa! Whoa. Kids got bars too. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. That's what uh, I'm doing. Man. Dude, I'm telling you, if you drop, if you drop a mixtape. Oh my god! This week, what if I just, just, just freestyle on the live stream? Oh, hey, if we do a sway moment right here, I will put look. I'll put a freeze. I'll put like a little beat in the background if you want to spit some bars here. I don't know how to play it like live. Because our equipment is pretty shitty right now. But, uh, you don't got the best setup. It's up we, to you. We, we can cut it in post. Together. We can cut it in post if you don't like yeah. it. Put it in via post. Yeah. yeah. Alright. <laughs> but hey, t- I'm being very serious. I um, I ran for my, my high school class president. I won because I, I wrapped all my speeches. So I mean, just from, from one political uh, figure to another. <laughs> let's. Uh... Wow, that's a great idea. I I love rapping. You know what? I'll just hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. What is your top five rappers, dead or alive? Oh, I don't know. I should have started. I, the I'm, I, I mean, can you can you start with like Dr. Seuss? <laughs> some some would argue you could. <laughs> some would argue he had a little flow in there. All yeah, right. he's got flow. He's definitely a top top five rapper. Of all, time. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you know, you got Dr. Seuss. You got Tupac. You got of um, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Uh, Alright, you are you're going outside the on box the, on this. Some emo very emo, some emo bars. Rap, there. Emo bars. But, uh, emo bars. Definitely uh, a trailblazer in the, the right, hip Definitely, world. definitely. Okay. You can go you can uh constitute the list from from of people from any time. Anyone who rhymes basically yeah. is a rapper, right? In a way, yeah. I agree. That's, takes that's a, my logic. It takes some rhythm to do some poetry too, <laughs> even the emo style. Oh so yeah. So I'll go for it. And uh What was I saying? <laughs> I got derailed. Oh yeah, I'm gonna Maybe I should just rap in Kogan tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing it here on Elmo's this, World first. This we have through. Justin Diamond committing to rap <laughs> for the people in tomorrow. I'll, I'll, write a rap. I'll write a rap tonight. I'm going to rap in Kogan tomorrow. Oh, I'm gonna do that. this is our candidate. That's right a good here. idea because I, I love rapping. I actually rapped a school project a few days ago. A few weeks ago. It was the two and a half, three weeks ago. I rapped a... I rapped a I mean, I wrote a rap about uh, marine biology, and I performed it in my uh, marine bio class. Can you give us a little little sample? Uh, it was, it was called Fisho Mode. It was a Fisho Mode. Okay. okay. And uh, we covered, you know, all the adaptation, physiological adaptations of fish. It was fantastic. It's, it's top. It's a top ten rap of all time. I want to hear some bars from it. You got it with you. You got. I do. It's on my device. I can definitely uh, pull it up. We will. Like. We will take we'll, the sound we'll, bite we'll, and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll insert it in here sure, somewhere. For sure. Maybe for sure. Uh, if I can figure out how to do that, we're, <laughs> we're gonna do that for sure. So just talk us behind the the whole motivation behind running um, your campaign. Like, what was it? Was it just a spur of the moment kind of thing? Did you, I feel like when I saw the way you approached it, I'm like, this kid had a master plan like for months now. He knew exactly what he was doing. It was a mixture. Uh, it started in my head. I've always had the sentiments and I've always believed the platform. Um, but as far as deciding to run, that was more of a spur of the moment kind of thing. And... Um, but I feel like the stars aligned. Like the way I was looking at it, it was like, if I'm going to do this, this is the this is the time. This is the way. Like think about it. An 11th hour writing candidacy. If you're going to take down the establishment, there's no better way to do it. The story just writes itself. You the know? story the, the story does write itself, and hopefully the story writes itself with a great ending. But uh, if it doesn't, uh, and I and I do end up, you know, not pulling through, which I I, I think I will. 
if I, if it doesn't, I, I still promise that uh, I'll be working for you guys. Hey. Of course, yeah, you are a freshman, so there's plenty of time for you to to get yeah. your your forms in here. It's wow. it's closer than it seems. I, I can, there are many ways by which uh, we can work to abolish the essay. Wow. Okay. It great assurance for the people. Being president. Great assurance for the people. We love to see you going forward. I, I'm sure this won't be the end of Justin Diamond this semester. Um, yeah. Do you think you could have accomplished your goals um, by running a legitimate like no. through the JC campaign? No, I wouldn't have picked up the steam. It wouldn't have. So, the same so you acknowledge the the viral nature of your campaign. Oh, that's the point. That's the whole. Okay. That's like I said, the stars align. <laughs> the stars and, uh, align. The Facebook gods were were kind to you. <laughs> the meme steam uh, fueled my dream. <laughs> that team, that team of um, admins on the meme page. Oh yeah, they really pulled for you there. Oh yeah, they really did, and uh, that wasn't expected either. I didn't know any of them. Actually. Was that? Do you think that was like the threshold moment for you? The moment they gave you that endorsement? Uh, I think that 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 was probably the turning point when it went right. from something that would have been like I would have maybe gotten ten percent of the vote to really being like winning the plurality was was uh, with their help. They definitely contributed. Uh. And I, again, like, I didn't even know them. They just, like, a lot of this campaign uh, has been sort of, like, hive mindy. Um, I Like, I've never asked people really to do things for me. They just kind of show up and do it. Like, I don't have anyone, like, assigned to positions, yet I've got Megan sitting across the table from me. Right <laughs> and, like, she's not, she didn't, I, she hasn't been assigned any position, but she's been, like, helping me with everything. And, I, and like, she still has no official title. She's just here helping out, and, like, all my friends are uh, here and there throughout the day. Of course, volunteer based campaign. It's a real grassroots. It is. It is. Campaign. Spend zero dollars too. So zero dollars. That's what we like to hear. All the grass. All the grass. Yeah, because we're not available we're not, at GW is involved in this campaign. We're not yeah. printing anything. We're not distributing anything. So it all's it's all zero. All right. I think this is the point of the program. Uh, we're about halfway through here. Where we dive into policy. We get into some real, some real juicy, juicy info here. Oh yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, so, have you spoken with multi? So, both of us come from a background of um, working with multicultural organizations on campus. Uh-huh. Have you spoken um, to leaders of multicultural orgs on campus to ask how abolishing the essay could impact their orgs? Uh, I actually have. Uh, I've spoken with no orgs formally. Like, I haven't reached out to any orgs. I've always just spoken with orgs that come to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so any org that I've con- that I've been in contact with is someone who I spoke to in person that sort of just like organized the meeting personally to speak with me, or because um, like I said I'm not like for- I'm not sending emails out to all these orgs, but um today I did go to the um, multicultural uh, student service center, and I I uh, sort of went in there and I was like hey what can I do to like like how can I organize something here? I actually didn't know how it worked I've never been in there before, uh but I went in and I was like hey how can I do this and they were like you could just come in and just like have people here just like tell people to come in and like talk with them and that was weird to me but i i'm gonna be there uh tomorrow at four i actually put up a i did put up an ad for it like i put up an event and then i took it down immediately uh because some someone got offended they were like uh why would like you're pandering this or that so i, I mean i don't want it to seem like i was pandering so i figured i'll just go there and not advertise it at all i mean it's a tough it's a tough line to cross yeah because um, like i, I want to do it and i want to hear people out but at the same time as soon as i post that i want to hear people out they think i'm pandering so i'm just gonna go there without advertising it or anything so we don't want to um act as like representatives of that community but something that we've heard is so the deal with um our orgs is it's very tough for us to get allocations from the essay um as it is but we know that a world where it was handled by the administration would be even worse because they've shown that like they really don't care about the multicultural community here so we're 
like a lot of orgs have expressed concerns that if we get rid of the essay, they get they lose that minimal voice that they have. Oh, okay. That's a. I. I mean, here's 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 what I would say to that. Um, I would say that the systems that are currently in place, uh, like the subjective systems, clearly still aren't working for you guys. Like right now, if uh, they are still disproportionately getting a small amount because they're still like you know a minority group. Fundamentally, it's a smaller proportion of students at GW. So, um, my argument is if you're going to be um, managing the money, right, uh, why not do it in a more uh, effective and streamlined way that benefits not just minority organizations, but all organizations? That includes them. They fall under that umbrella of streamlined efficiency and having more money in general for student orgs. So, it, it's not like my platform is geared specifically towards minority groups on campus. It's geared toward all orgs, and that includes you guys. You fall under that umbrella. We fall under that umbrella. Everyone falls under that umbrella. And I mean, we we also have known that the essay, um, just in terms of diversity, hasn't been very diverse in past years. I know we're we're seniors now, and there was like a time where like diversity in the essay finance committee um, is a reason why like we almost lost like funding for a speaker for a South Asian Heritage Celebration, and like that was like a real wake up call for a lot of the guys in the finance committee and the essay as a whole, like just look at the like the composition of their um senate it's like heavily white so like when it comes to allocations from them it's not like as much as it would be for other orgs of like similar nature to what we do um so like we know it's unfair it's just we don't know we're just un- unsure about like what a non-essay future would look like does that make sense yeah i understand and uh i would say that um, so like, what would you say to reassure those um voters i mean if you look at the logistics of the current system it's a tier system uh it's under bylaw 302 of the current essay constitution that they allocate funds and that fundamentally i mean i'll be straight with you guys it wouldn't change the current allocation system would remain in place but what i'm guaranteeing is that uh for every organization uh that sort of access to their revenues account for event spending and things like that like you said a speaker that would be streamlined, and it would be uh, more efficient. And because it would be administered by the CSE instead of students who don't, frankly, know how to manage the money, it would be better, like I said, not just for your orgs, but all orgs. And um, I believe that that, that would benefit uh, minority orgs as well. It wouldn't, it wouldn't just be a benefit extended to the big, big pet organizations of the SA, like the big, you know, you know, the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, so we're, we're running out of time here. Is there anything you want to plug um, before you head out of here? Uh, I don't know when this episode is going to drop. I want to so, plug this. So what's, very, on, what's, gonna, on the, gonna, what's on the What's on the game plan for Justin Diamond? I'm going to plug the next episode of this very podcast. Hey. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for what's up. We got coming. We got yeah. plenty Justin of good Diamond. material coming up soon. Thanks for tuning in with us at Elmo's World today. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you, Justin, thank for coming you, on the program. Um, and that's it. That's it. Episode one of the books. Yeah.